Are you ready? Let me you tell you. I think my stomach's gonna rumble. <laughs> <laughs> now you being hungry. Welcome back to Carpet Time Confessions. I am Deja. And I'm Tyler. And we're here. Yes, we are. How was your week? Any roses? Any thorns? Um, well, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> I, hmm, the thorn. Wow. I really, like, I had a thorn in my brain. I was like, yeah, this is it. I don't remember what that was, though. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that's a little bit interesting. Um, but I'm thinking maybe, okay, that's it. I have to grade these tests. Um, I have to grade like two classes worth of tests because I didn't do it the other night. And so now I have to grade them on the weekend. I hate that for you. Yeah, me too. I really should have made better use of that three hours when I was just sitting and staring at my laptop. Um, and my rose, I'm just going to say that the rose was that I only had three days of work this week. Really? Yes. Now it did not feel like three. It felt like 17, but I did only have to go Monday through, I mean, Wednesday through Friday. Well, I'm glad you got those days off, even though you need like two more. I really, (laughs) the whole week, I just needed all five of the days. Let's not go. And it's like that sometimes. Do y'all get a fall break? No, ma'am. You um, ask very frequently, and the answer is always no. <laughs> one day they're going to give y'all one. I mean, this going to be your last fall there, so I guess you're just going to be jealous when the people get it after you leave, but <laughs> y'all deserve a fall break. I don't know what's going on up there in New York City, but give those teachers a fall break. So how have you been? Horrible. Um, <laughs> Hanging on by a thread, but, you know... The the thorn it was just the whole week. It was it was not great. Okay. I tried very actively to make it great every day. Mm-hmm. And I made it through the week, so that's something to say. But this week put me through the ringer, mm. to say the least. I'm so sorry. You know, just gotta just keep swimming. Just keep just swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> That was my motto all week. So I swam and now it's Saturday and that means nothing because I still have to go to work Monday. But yeah, at least it's a new week. That's um, true. And a new month. And a new month, which I am very grateful for because I've already said these next three months to end out the year. Mm-hmm. These are my months. I feel it. Okay. These are, are mine. Them. Yeah, okay. They're mine. They belong to me. So love that. Okay. Y'all better get in on that if you want some. Otherwise, it's all mine. I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. But yeah, thinking positive things for all of October. So um, my rose, we went to another conference this week for work because it's mm-hmm. conference season. And so that's what I've been doing. And I really enjoyed um, this conference that we went to. It was called Changing the Odds. And it was two days. So we went Thursday and Friday. There was a lineup of different like keynote speakers and different activities and things that we had to do. So I wanted to share just a few little things that I got from the conference because, you know, I could talk about it all day. Um, One, I bought a 
five new books. I was going to say a bunch. That's not really a bunch, but it seems like it because books are expensive. One was like a picture book. Two were, I don't know if they're technically considered young adult, but young adult, like chapter books. Mm -hmm. And then two were actually written by two of the people from the conference. Um, So first I wanted to talk about... Hmm, what first? Oh, let's share this one first. Um, Ruby Bridges was one of the keynote speakers at the conference, which wow. I never thought I would experience Ruby Bridges giving a speech, but here we are. And she didn't, she doesn't travel for like speaking appearances and stuff anymore, she said, but she yeah. was virtual. Um, everybody else was at the conference, but Ruby Bridges, and of course we all, you know, know and have heard her story, but it's just something about being able to like hear somebody tell their story and the value in that, Yeah, that really reminded me um, of the work that we're trying to do and that we're doing here on this podcast. Um, So that was extremely moving. And then also being able to hear it from like the person who experienced it, like everything that we're reading is always told on a secondhand account of what Mm -hmm. happened Um, but being able to hear her side or her truth I should say because it is what happened to her and what she experienced and how she was six years old when that all started but she remembered it so vividly so yeah that was extremely extremely powerful Um, and one thing that she said that I wanted to leave with the world because it had to like hit me for me to really understand it. Cause at first I was like, Mm-mm, not true, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was talking about like good and evil and talking about how, if we consider ourselves to be good people, the work that we need to do is to overcome the evils of the world, like whatever mm-hmm. that is. And the importance of not categorizing things as like black and white and understanding like there's a gray area in all of that. And like race really is not what matters, which Mm -hmm. to hear that in me, I'm like, "Mm." like there was a question, a, a wondering in my head, like does race really not matter? But the more that she talked about the good and the evil in the world, um, I was able to understand why she was saying that and like what it actually meant. And so just to think if you are a good person, your job is to fix the evils of the world, wherever that is, whatever that looks like to you. And she said, evil is not prejudice. It's just waiting for someone to let it in. And I was like, ooh, okay, that's deep. So <laughs> that was one um Thing that I thought was really powerful from the conference and another one and this one literally had me in there like wiping tears from my eyes because I was just like all right everybody been in this room crying crying for the past two days here's my time to shine um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a man named Jerry uh Jerry Teo it's like in Spanish so two L's pronounced like a Y and he said a quote that um, 
really stuck with me. He was kind of talking about like his journey to becoming who he is today and how he shouldn't be the person that he is, but because of people that he had in his life. And he was specifically talking about his grandmother and then his best friend's grandmother who like spoke blessings and light and love over them. And something that he said was, you are a blessing just the way that you are. And that was like, wow, like that's so true. And people just need to hear that more Mm -hmm. often than not. Like people don't often tell you that like, you are okay just the way that you are. Everything that you have to offer, the good, the not so good, everything in between, like you mean something to everybody and to the world. And I thought that was powerful. That is very powerful. So, yeah, those were my, and there were so many other things too. Like I could sit here going on and on, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but there were so many powerful speakers, new people that I maybe didn't know. And now I know a little bit more about them and the work that they do. And I'm really interested um, in continuing that. So, yeah. Well, I am so glad that you did have some roses within the week. Man, had to reach. Because if that conference didn't happen, it would have been like, first week, no rose. (laughs) No. um, Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Of course. Have you brought an article or something to also share with us? Yes, I did. Um, So, in kind of like... Some of the um, topics that Ruby Bridges touched on while we while I was at the conference, she talked um, a lot about like book banning and the erasure Mm. of history and how it's extremely important for us not only to tell the truth of history, but to study it and to understand how we can evolve from what we've already been through. And Mm -hmm. so this article comes from Education Week and it's titled 18 Ways to Make Social Studies Class More Culturally Responsive. Have you heard Mm -hmm. the term culturally responsive (laughs) teaching education? Of course, I've heard the term culturally responsive. Okay, Um, just making sure. Yeah, no, I've heard it. Mm -hmm. Have I seen it? I don't know, but I've heard it for sure. Okay. So first I want to just give you a definition before we jump into the article. This term was coined by um, Geneva Gay. And in her book, she I was about to say she decides. (laughs) She defines (laughs) culturally responsive teaching as it says, culturally responsive teaching means using students, customs, characteristics, experience, and perspectives as tools for better classroom instruction. Seems very simple, you know, Mm -hmm. not something that would be too hard to do, but when you really like look into some of the classrooms and see how teachers don't even like get to know their kids and where they come from, um, Mm -hmm. that's the easiest way for this to not happen in the classroom. And history seems like the perfect, you know, way to, incorporate this because it's all about like understanding people, their experiences, their perspectives and stuff like that. So if you want to go and read the article, there are 18 different ways. I'm just going to like pull out a couple of them that I thought were extremely important. The first one is be intentional. That right there, that could be the whole list. Okay. 
it also mm-hmm. ties into a story that I'm going to tell later once we okay. get into the episode. And when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to include be intentional. Some of the things that it says about being intentional, it says, let's check our biases and expand our knowledge. But that's just a start. Little things count from focusing on learning and saying names correctly to simply refusing mm-hmm. to make our own culture the standard against which all our others are measured are just a couple of ways um, that you can do this. And when I tell you, if nothing else, make sure you get those kids' names right, okay? Yeah. As yeah. a child whose name was always butchered in school, and I mean, if you ask me, this is just I, my personal opinion, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody in the world has seen the name Deja somewhere. Like, I shouldn't have to say, that, like, Deja oh. Blue for you to get it. Like, Deja yeah. Blue for you to get it. You have seen this word. Yes. Why are we overcomplicating it? Like, I, I, don't n- I never understood why it was so difficult for people to pronounce my name. Like, you, you're literally making this harder for yourself. <laughs> and I, I don't get it. That and it's literally spelled the same way. Spelled the same exact way. So that that hit home for me just just a little bit because I'm like Mm -hmm. "Mm." every time, every time. And the other thing about it is because my last name, I was always like first or second on the roster. So Mm -hmm. I always knew when it was me because it would always be a pause. And then I'm like. (laughs) Little, little six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old Deja didn't want to be that kid to be like, it's Deja. Like, it's Deja. So I would just be sitting there looking stupid while there's this long pause and they have to say, um, last name Bailey. How many teachers you think asked how to pronounce my first name? They didn't know until I had to just tell them. Like, nobody ever really asked that question. And so, be intentional, be intentional, be intentional. Your name was, I mean, pretty simple. Yeah, it's, it is very <laughs> simple. Nobody, nobody is reading my name and mispronouncing it. Um, they may read it and assume they're going to see somebody else, but um, they're not mispronouncing the name, you know? Um, they may read it and, and see me and then want it to be something else. Mm-hmm. That has happened. <laughs> And then sometimes people will spell it wildly if I tell it to them and they like hear like a female, like a feminine voice. Mm-hmm. Then I'm, I'm walking out with Taylor and that's simply not it. Yeah, you, that has happened to you plenty of times. <laughs> it has. And it's like so random. Like I was so clear. And Taylor could also be, I mean, Literally, any name could be unisex, but like Taylor is Taylor often. Taylor Yeah, often Did used. we forget? <laughs> Did we forget Jacob? They forgot Jacob. They Sorry, forgot Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> All right. Number two that I think is really important from my perspective growing up. I, ne- I did not like history. I was that kid who oh, same. was like, no, it's boring. Oh, well, it's horrible. You know, I, you know, you know my, <laughs> my story with history. Um, this one is go beyond the textbook. I can only imagine if I would have had teachers who taught me history beyond the textbook, what I could have like actually learned and gotten 
from that experience. And so here it says, since social studies textbooks often are one dimensional in their approach to content, our lesson plans need to be panoramic, so to speak, augmented by that research mentioned earlier, as well as by materials that illustrate and support it, such as novels, movie, art, etc. All of that is history. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my high school U.S. history teacher. He was literally the only, and by that time I was a junior, so mm-hmm. my history taking classes are almost over. <laughs> he was like the only history class that I have ever enjoyed, ever in life. Being really? In. And that's disheartening because when I think about a lot of the times even now like oh I don't like history it's like no a lot of the work that I do as just a learner is learning Mm -hmm. about different parts of history but I don't want to sit and have to read a textbook and memorize dates that never that was never the way for me um and it's not a way for a lot of students especially when it didn't connect to us like right we weren't learning about black people in history ever Except for, you know, Black History Month. <laughs> if then. No, we would have a nice little MLK unit every every time. <laughs> Not MLK, it, okay. Always, every time. Always MLK. What about the rest of the Black people? One day, somebody gonna learn about me. Not in the history book. I don't want to be in no history book. Mm-mm, don't put me <laughs> in the book. <laughs> you gonna learn about me in, like, the novel or something or from the work mm-hmm. that I do. Don't put me in no history okay. book once upon a time way down the road. But, like... Hello, what about all the other black people? We under MLK got his own day. Teach me about somebody else. I'm gonna learn about him regardless. Um, in January. You got a Harriet Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always a Harriet Tubman too. Like the, those were the two. That was it. And it was like, mm, nobody else, huh? Okay. They ran out, they ran out of black people to teach us about. Yep. So yes, um, Making sure that that encompasses all students, all cultures, that is also extremely important. And another one that I wanted to share was to let parents and other community members be the experts. It's so, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Mm, I'll say exciting, for lack of a better word. Okay. To have experiences where you hear from like actual people in people's cultures and it doesn't have to be like somebody who's historical and things like that. Like I'm thinking about when I was a teacher, we would have Hispanic Heritage Month and Mm -hmm. we would have like a little celebration at school, but they would always invite like parents, grandparents, aunts, uncle, like family members of the kids that went to the school to do different things. And they Mm -hmm. all thought that that was so cool. Like, you don't have to pay money to get somebody to come in, to speak to the kids and all that. Use the people in your community. They have so much to offer. They're the experts. So, yeah, I thought that was also um, really, really important to share. There was one other thing. There are some other ones that are like smaller um, little Mm -hmm. tidbits in here. And that one that I wanted to pull out was... As the educator, you have to keep growing your own cultural competency. Yes. With your own culture, with other people's cultures, like it doesn't just end once you end that unit or 
you're done with that book or this project is over, like you have to continue to understand how all of this history comes together and how it really does affect our kids. And if we want them to grow up to be the people to change the world, how are they going to change it if they don't know what happened before? True. So, yeah, that's that's all I got this week for the article. If you would like to read it again, it's on Education Week and it's called 18 Ways to Make Social Studies Class More Culturally Responsive. All right. You ready for word association? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Mm, you can go first. Okay. The first word is fall. Cozy. Okay. That's crazy. The second word is comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Sweats. Okay. New. Opportunities. Gift. God. I don't know why that popped in my head, but. <laughs> okay. And the last word is harmony. Mm. Warmth. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. My words are very random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. First word is fame. Fortune. Okay. Spooky. Season. Cookies. Crumble. Blech. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no shade to crumble cookies because I have not had any. Let me just make that I disclaimer. Have never, <laughs> I have never had a crumble cookie. I just, in my head, thought about, like, the crumbs of, like, cookies do crumble. <laughs> I went to all the TikTok videos I see about people bashing them and talking about how they are not as good as the people <laughs> say they are. And I was just like, I hate that for y'all. Um, Orange. Peel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Style. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I knew it. And last one record billion I know that's huh? so random on <laughs> <laughs> this tiktok of this dude like scamming the internet into thinking Harry Styles had a tiktok and the whole like impetus or whatever that was necessary for him to do it was that he ended up getting the spotify billion streams plaque from Harry Styles okay yes Mm-hmm. Billion. That's how I got there. All right. I'm not even going to judge. Um, I'm going to just let you have that. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I literally don't even know what to say. Like, I was not expecting that either. at all. <laughs> I know you weren't. Because who would say record and then think someone's going to say billion? I don't know, dude. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. All right, so it is October, which is spooky season, which is one of your favorite seasons um, of the year. And for this entire month of October, we have decided to put a pause on interviews in order to um, honor spooky season. And so we are going to do a a theme because I love a theme. Do you You love love themes? I do love themes. Honestly, I kind of do love You do theme. like things, like, too. I do love I was hoping theme. that you were going to tell the truth, because if you didn't, I was going to put you on blast and say, no, no, it meant the truth. You do love a theme, too. I love a theme. <laughs> I don't love planning a theme, but right. I love a theme. Yeah, we know. Okay. Oh, not too much. Okay. Not too much. Right. 
So, and our theme for this month is spooky season, and we are going to just talk about a whole bunch of different topics that we have deemed spooky or important for October. Yeah, you know, the ooks, the spooks, (laughs) the ghosts, the ghouls, all the things. I'm excited about that. I'm also, not to jump ahead, but to jump ahead, I'm excited about the things that you're going to be sharing that you're watching during this time (laughs) specifically because... Every year I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to participate in spooky season. I'm going to participate in spooky season. And then mm-hmm. I don't watch a single movie. Exactly. This year I'm saying yeah. that and I mean it. So okay. don't look at me like that. Go ahead. Start making me a little list. Well, I'm watching you know Hocus Pocus 2 tonight. Well, you know, we'll get there later. I'll talk to you. We'll I already have a plan. We'll get there later. Yes. Today's episode, um, we are talking about the bad apples. And no, 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 not the children. The people who made us feel like the bad apples. We're talking about the teachers that we had that we did not appreciate either the way they taught us or the way they made us feel. Now, I'm going to jump off the back and say right away, I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is a good thing or what, but I kind of struggled to come up with this list. I don't know about you. Like, was this difficult for you? Um, so like, aside from, you know, like those were like stand out, like it took me, I had to think a little bit, but as I'm like, do I have to think a little bit? Cause I repress something or like, okay, was, um, or was, you know, did I just have decent teachers for the most part? I literally had to call my sister, like, help me, help me. Like who was, who help me think of the people. First of all, I forgot so many people's names. I never thought mm. that I would like be that person. But I'm like, I really cannot remember this teacher's name. There are so many of them. It's just like, they don't, they, poof, be gone. Like, I cannot <laughs> think of it at all. And I feel bad for that. But I'm kind of like, they probably don't remember me either. So. Oh, they definitely do not remember who I was. Yeah. Um, I at was, least not like a lot of these. Well, not the people I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> Well, do you want to jump right in? Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I um structure mine like in chronological order of my experience, not for any, only because I was trying to think of all the teachers that I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I have a total of four. Yeah, four. Okay. Mm-hmm. I-, I can do four. I mean, you can do more if you want. I just wanted to let you know, like, that's all I got. No, I can do four. The last one was like kind of a stretch. Um, it wasn't really a stretch. She just like really wasn't that bad. It was just a weird vibe. All right, go ahead. Who was um, your first bad apple you experienced? The first was in third grade and I had this teacher and she just made me feel so awful. And OK, it's really this one this one experience specifically. Mm-hmm. But like that just really like. I have never forgotten it because the trauma cut deep. So <laughs> it was it was either January or February because we were talking about Martin Luther King. Oh no. And we had to draw him. We had to draw Martin Luther King and like we also had to like write something or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I can't draw. I've never been able to draw. Like I could do maybe little little doodles here and there, but like, don't ask me to draw Martin Luther King. Like, be for real. Do you want to? No, I also 
I'm eight. Oh my gosh. Please. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, let's use our heads. So obviously, it's a terrible drawing. I know that, but she don't need to let me know that. Right. I turn my drawing in. She holds it up and laughs. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> in my face. And the way I just like shrunk and like sunk into myself because that was so humiliating. I'm not laughing and at your also, trauma. I just want to make that clear. I'm not <laughs> laughing at your trauma. I'm laughing at your facial expression. <laughs> because I'm just imagining knowing you now. Yeah. But like knowing the type of child you were. Mm-hmm. Just I could only imagine your face. Little eight year old you like. I was crushed. And again, I was not under the illusion that it was a good drawing by any means. But you don't need to laugh in my face. Yeah, that because was cool. I'm also pretty sure that I was like, we got to draw them. I can't draw. Right. And then she was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. No, 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 no. You laughed at me. You laughed at me in front of other people. I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I was sobbing. Not at school. I was sobbing internally. <laughs> okay, let's also be real there. But so I like told at the time my cousin worked at the school still. Mm-hmm. I think I told her. I definitely told my mom. They was ready to fight. Okay. They should have been. I'm ready to fight too. How old is she now? I have no idea. Like when I'm that age, I don't know how I have like thinking back on elementary school. If you weren't actually like visibly like elderly, I don't have any idea how old those people were. They could have been 22, fresh out of college. They could have been 35. I literally, no idea. But I feel like when we were younger, like there weren't so many like young teachers. Mm. Or maybe that's not or true. Or maybe I didn't we have them. <laughs> and 22 seemed no, old like, to an eight No, and I'm not what do you thinking. Mean statistically? Like visibly, like they looked like you're not 22. I know you're not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, ma'am, you're at least you're at least 38. Not at least 38. Yeah, I truly had no idea, zero concept of age at that time. I hate that for you. Well, I am um, switching gears here to one of my first experiences and. Mm-hmm. Yours was in third grade, and baby, I wish mine would have came in third grade. No, it came right and early in kindergarten, okay? Kindergarten. No. My kindergarten teacher, I don't know where she at today, but if I could fight her, (laughs) square up, I would, okay? (laughs) Let me just tell you, this was the meanest woman on earth i'm convinced she was pure evil that evil ruby bridges was talking about she got it Uh all in her baby that was the (laughs) evil and she was just spreading it through that little kindergarten classroom i could not stand her she taught my older aunt she taught me and she Mm -hmm. taught my sister Mm -hmm. so she had three of us (sighs) the trauma that lady like caused in my life as a kindergartner I I think that's why I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher so bad for so long. Because I was like, I don't want no little person to start their school experience like I had to start my school experience. She was just so angry, like all the time. She did everything she could all the time to 
it seemed like take her anger out on the kids, which I don't even know. Like, I know. And even now as an adult, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, give her some grace, but I don't want to. I want to give her no grace because never it and <laughs> all that I went through teaching those little kindergartners, I was mm-hmm. never that mean, like evil to the children. It was just I can't even put in words how terrible the lady is. Like she made us all feel smaller than we already are. Like, do you just right. not want me to exist? I'm already five. Like, come on now, come be some slack. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this one distinct memory. Like I can imagine exactly what the classroom looked like. Like I can visualize all of that. And we had like calendar time, like most kindergarten classrooms. Every day it was a different student's turn to lead the calendar time. Mm-hmm. I already got bad anxiety. F5. <laughs> like it was running rampant oh, all, no. all up and through me. So when it was time for me to do it, I'm like, Lord, I do not want to have to lead calendar time. Like, is there any way I could get out of this? I knew I wasn't getting out of it. Why? Because my teacher was mean. Mm-hmm. When I tell you it was my day for calendar time, I just got up there and I was so nervous. It was like I froze. Like I mm-hmm. knew how to like read the stuff and do everything. I've seen all the other kids do it. Like I know how to do it. And she humiliated me in front of the like whole class of kids sitting on the carpet just because like I froze when I got up there because I was so anxious because she was so mean. <laughs> and oh, no. I I never wanted to raise my hand again. I never wanted to participate. Luckily, we had like a um, teacher's assistant in our mm-hmm. classroom. And she like lived right up the street from the block that I lived on and where my school was. So I got mm-hmm. to see her all the time. And my mom was really close to her or got closer to her. Um, and she was nice and things like that. But if it wasn't for that lady being in that room, I probably would have been like, take me out of kindergarten. I don't need this. (laughs) I do not need this. Like the stress that lady was putting on me at five, six years old, it was uncalled for. So for that, I'll never forgive you. Wow. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I truly don't understand why you would be evil in teaching literal kindergartners. Like, why do you want want to ruin five-year-olds? You wanted to ruin five-year-olds so bad. Like, so bad. Go go ruin somebody maybe that, like, I don't know, is your age? <laughs> like, children don't deserve this kind of treatment. No one does. Nobody does. Like, but maybe children, like-, like, they did not deserve the anger that you were bringing. Because we weren't, like, the classroom was not, like, chaotic or, like, we weren't a bad set of kids. So it was just like that everything that she did and not just to me, to the other kids in there, it was all unwarranted. Like right. it was things that she was dealing with in her personal life that she brought to work and just pour all over us. All that evil. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. <laughs> I just don't understand. Kindergarten. Well, I need to send her a bill. A bill for like therapy or something. I don't know. <laughs> like this, you started this early, early, early. Wow. Um. Okay. I guess my next one happens in seventh grade. Okay. And my homeroom teacher was kind of the bane of everyone of everyone's existence. Um. He just. I think that he took things too personally as an educator. 
Mm-hmm. And so like anytime anything would go like slightly wrong or whatever, he would really like take it out on everyone. And like if like one kid messed up, we're all mm-hmm. we're all in it together. Okay. And I remember this one like specific day, some kid did something that really like set him off and like I don't really remember if it was a horrible thing or like a kid threw a ball of paper across the room because I'm feeling like it was a kid threw a ball of paper across the room and he absolutely had had it at that point. Mind you, we're in seventh grade. Okay, so let's just set the same. That's why kids are throwing things across the room. We're in seventh grade. Yeah. I'm not throwing things across across the room. Never. I've had since for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was born with since. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm not throwing the things across the room. And he got so mad that he canceled art for the day. Not just taking away specials. Mm -mm. Yes. He canceled art. So he asked me to collect the art materials back. And so I had to collect those, like the big sheets of construction paper. Mm -hmm. I had to collect them back from the students. And when I was giving them back to him, he snatched them out of my hands. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. See, where he at today? No idea. We need to look these people up later. Like he snatched these papers out of my hands and I was like in my head, of course, again, uh, knowing who I am, obviously the thoughts are inside, inside. I'm just like, I did not do anything to you. You know, you literally know I didn't throw the thing across the room. You know, I've not done anything all day. I've been sitting here taking my little notes, doing my little work. And now I'm collecting your crap back because you don't want to do it and you're mad. And you want to snatch the things out of my hands. Mm-hmm. And like other kids like saw it like in the class. They were like, mm. and I was like, right. That was wild, right? Like, <laughs> why would he do that to me? And I just remember just being like, why? Like, why would you do that to me? Right. And I'm just like the way that he would take things out on like the entire class. But then he also would like to try to make himself not seem like the villain. And actually, I think he tried to make himself seem like the victim. And it's like, sir, I know you're a grown man with children. (laughs) Please don't. And it was just such peculiar, peculiar behavior for like a teacher to have. And I'm like, I'm in seventh grade at this point. So like I can like, you know, pick up on social cues and realize when stuff's really not Mm-hmm. <laughs> not correct and it was just so weird to me and then he would be like oh that thing's not my fault it's someone else's fault like it was just it was bad the vibes were bad in that class um no one enjoyed being there and this man was my homeroom teacher so I had to spend all the time Ooh, with that's him that's the worst yeah because we didn't actually have art as like a, like a special where we got to go see somebody else no he had to do the art for us oh really yes no wonder like, why he was able to take art away. Yeah. The only <laughs> actual things we went out to do, gym, we had like a real gym teacher, and then like computers. Mm-hmm. That was it. Anything else that was like special, he had to do in the classroom. And that really just meant art. That was, they would do crafts. That's what we did. Well. So yeah, I hated, I hated that class. I did not like that man. Um, I hope that he stopped teaching because I really don't think that he was going to get any better. I doubt it. Not snatching paper from children. Like, that's bottom of the barrel behavior. It was just ridiculous. And I really had to, like, confer with somebody else to be like, you did see that, right? Like, this is not in my head. And that was wild. And they're like, yeah, why would you do that to you? Like, they really, like, <laughs> trying to hype me up <laughs> to say something. And I'm like, come on now. 
I'm a seventh grade. I'm not confronting this grown big man. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, Mm-mm. yeah. I'm sorry, Who's next friend. on your list? I, c- <laughs> I get it. All right. I'm jumping all the way to eighth grade now. Oh, okay. And in eighth grade, I had a very specific science teacher. Mm-hmm. Who me and her probably came close to like squaring up a few times oh. in the <laughs> classroom because and the thing about it was I like as a child I was still very like quiet and reserved like not as quiet and reserved as you but in school first of all my school was literally across the street from my house if you think I'm getting in trouble so my mama can come <laughs> up here no 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 you are sadly mistaken so I'm gonna behave up here okay But this lady, I don't know, like, what it was specifically that she did not like about me. And I think it was more so she didn't. Well, one, I low-key think she was racist. That's the first issue. Because I feel like she had a deep issue with all the children of color in the classroom. Which is odd because, well, I can't say odd because this just because she was married to a person of color does not mean that she was not racist. But anyway... Specifically the black children um, in the class. I feel like she just has something against us. But she specifically has something against me, for real. Like, me and her would get into, like, verbal disagreements all the time. Why am I disagreeing with you in science class? Yeah. And what are you really disagreeing about, like? Simple stuff. Stuff you should not be arguing with a child about in science class. First of all, I already didn't like science. I didn't. It came to, we had to do a dissection. Uh, you know, exactly. You already <laughs> know how I am with oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put my business out here and tell the world. I have some issue. <laughs> I, I don't know the name for it. Maybe I need to go to a doctor to figure out, like get a, I know there's something out there in this Grey's Anatomy world. They probably had a case on Grey's Anatomy. I don't think so. I think I will remember. You probably would. Where when I like, I don't want to say I'm uncomfortable, but like, (laughs) this sounds so dumb to even put it to words. When I like see things that are like really gory or like nasty looking or I don't even know, like stuff that I just can't take. Like my calves tighten and they like squeeze and tingle and I am in like so much pain right okay so I don't like that's why I can't like I can't do Game of Thrones I just can't there's too much gore and nastiness like I'm setting myself up to be in pain I don't like that so I just Mm -hmm. steer clear from stuff like that so that I don't have to deal with the pain of my calves throbbing uncontrollably right the calf pain It's been like this for so long. I literally don't know. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how to fix it. But it's just, you know, I've accepted that is who I am. Mm -hmm. So we have to do a project where we are dissecting frogs. So the week, maybe, no. She kind of had, like, prepped us all year. Like, we're going to do a dissection. Mm -hmm. And I have been telling her all year, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take doing a dissection in this class. Like, I'm very self-aware I know I'm not going to be able to touch this animal and dissect it. Like, can we come up with something else? So 
about a week before the dissection happened, we had to do like a virtual dissection first. So there was okay. like this website where we had to go on there. We had to do all this stuff, looking at the different like parts of a frog. It was all animated, of course, whatever. So after we did the dissection online mm-hmm. and I tried to reason with her, like, again, I've been telling you all year, I cannot dissect this animal. Like me looking at this on the screen is giving me pain. It's causing me pain. Like, can this be my grade or like, can I do some, can I write a paper? Like, what can I do to not mm-hmm. have to dissect this frog? She was not trying to compromise. She didn't care. So the only compromise she came up with was, okay, I'm going to put you all in pairs for the Mm -hmm. dissection. So I'm like, okay, whatever, as long as I don't have to touch it. The day comes for us to dissect this frog. (laughs) And my partner was this boy that I had like went to school with all my life almost. He was really cool. Mm-hmm. And he also knew, like, everybody knew that this was a problem for me. This was not a secret. <laughs> like, this was something <laughs> that the class knew. I could not do this project. So once it came time for it, he was like, okay, like, put your gloves and stuff on, put your goggles on. Like, I'll make sure that I do everything. You won't have to touch nothing. Thank you. Very grateful for you, Shaq. Thank you for doing <laughs> this for me. <laughs> so basically... He does a little dissection of the stuff and she's going around the room, like making sure everybody is doing this. And I am like engaged in the activity. I'm not like not paying any attention because I'm like, let me at least act like I want to be a part of this, even though I did <laughs> not like I had, I didn't want to look on the inside of a frog. I, I don't. All right. So she's going around the room. She finally comes over there to us and she's asking him, like, did she do anything? Ma'am, ma'am, come here. Did you not hear me all year when I told you I wasn't, I couldn't do this? Like, what do you, yes, I'm doing stuff. I'm sitting here. I'm taking the notes on the paper. Like I'm answering the questions as he's telling me all of this stuff. So she like forces me to get up and come and look on the inside of this frog. She's like, you need to Mm -hmm. see this. You need to see this. Tyler, the frog was pregnant. Uh, So yeah, that is literally how my calves felt. (laughs) So she forces me to get up and she didn't tell me that before I got up to see it. So I go over there and all you see are these little like, please actually (laughs) specs. And it honestly, it looked like salt and pepper. Like it wasn't anything that was like too much, but just because like one, I'm looking on the inside of this frog now Two, I'm seeing something that I, I shouldn't have to look at anyway, but Mm -hmm. then like, you're forcing me like, no, you're going to get up and do this or you're going to fail. Like, I didn't have another option. Right. And for that, fuck you. Okay. That's all I have to say to her. (laughs) Fuck you. Because you literally, like, traumatized me. You traumatized me. No, that that, is traumatizing. And that, I think, is another reason. Like, science was never really, like, my thing. Like, I didn't, I was definitely more of, like, a reading language arts type of girl. Mm Mm-hmm. But that moment right there, I was like, no, I don't ever need to do another science experiment ever. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't need to experiment about anything. I don't want I I don't want to make a hypothesis Mm -mm, because I don't want to find the conclusion. (laughs) Like, no, (laughs) she was God awful. And she made my life a living hell like she really did. And for that, I don't like I don't respect you. I really don't. And it was not just me. She was terrible. My sister had her too. Mm -hmm. My older cousin had her also. Mm -hmm. And 
I think she just didn't like us. And maybe that was just a thing. Like, people didn't like us because we were... And I, we weren't, like, terrible. We were all three very different students. Like, when people would find yes. out, they are like, oh, you Ashley's cousin? But then I wasn't <laughs> that much like Ashley. I mean, I was kind of like her, but, like, not as much as a student. And then mm-hmm. they, when Taylor came around, they were like, oh, you're Deja's sister and Ashley? And everybody always thought we were all sisters because Ashley... Oh, right. You know. Yeah, your last name. So, yeah. <laughs> so they always thought we were sisters. They were like, oh, you want, you their sister too? Oh. And so it was kind of like we came in with this like rep, which we were all very different students, which they found out. Yes. But we all share the same disdain for this lady. So what? that that right there, that was probably one of the most traumatizing experiences of my educational career. I'm almost traumatized just from hearing it back. Like... I, why? I literally went in the bathroom and cried. I believe that. Because I was like, if I come home with an F, my mother is going to kill me. (laughs) Like, yeah, I have to get up and look at this. And then when I looked at it, it wasn't just a normal, wasn't just no normal dissection. Like, I literally hate everything about that. (sighs) And like, also never had to do a dissection. So I literally cannot relate. Only one I've ever had to do. I never had to do. Uh, not a virtual like one, not a real one. Not did a, we do a dissection in high school? I didn't. I didn't. But they might have done some. I, I probably have blocked it out. I don't know. And I know like they do dissections at the school I work at, but Mm-mm. can't relate. Not me. Not coming in the room either. Yeah, no. I just, it's a no for me. So. All right. Who you got next on your trouble list? My next one also happens in seventh grade. And it is the librarian, and oh you no, have heard this not time. this one. Mm-mm. I low key think I heard the one about the MLK one too before. You probably did. Yeah, but um, I, this librarian lady, whew. not yeah, a lady. Gonna, I mean, oh, it wasn't. It was nope. <laughs> that was an, uh, a small old man. Oh yeah, he was a man. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, when your mama hear this, this gonna this gonna fuel. Uh, she gonna be charged up. <laughs> So this, so we had to do library. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess that's the other special, right? Library. We had library as a special too. It's feeling not that special because (laughs) what was, no, like, what are we doing? It's special because some kids didn't have access to books. So that like gave them the opportunity to get books. Okay. (laughs) I do. I hear that. But like, I'm going to say your trauma with reading and books happens to stem from this man. (laughs) I'm going to make them connections here. This is why I can't get her to read a book, y'all. All because of this old man. So in order to get the grade in library, we had to take a certain amount of these reading counts quizzes. Oh, not the infamous reading counts. Reading counts. And if you don't know what reading counts is, it was like you had to read a book and then you would take like a comprehension like assessment over it. It'd be like multiple choice or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd answer the questions, you pass it, you fail it. We had to do a certain amount. Sometimes it was like prize driven stuff for you to take yep. the reading counts quizzes and you could get probably like that. I think the like the Pizza Hut party like book situation. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That type do of that. thing. Who knew? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that and then sometimes there would be like classroom incentives. Like if everybody gets this many, we will do a party or whatever to get the people going. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was our grade for library. I think you had to take like 10 or whatever. Now, 
I will admit I am infamously known for procrastinating and I have been a procrastinator all my life. <laughs> but I, so I waited towards the last minute to like have to take these quizzes, but you, in order to take them, like you literally have to ask permission from your teacher to go and complete the quizzes. Now, I left this part out earlier because I knew it was going to get here now. The teacher that would not let me go take the quizzes was my seventh grade teacher mm. that snatched the papers from my hands. Mm-hmm. That so was in cahoots against w- you. So he would not allow me to go take the quizzes, even though obviously I'm going to say that he didn't really have a good reason not to let me go. But maybe in his brain he did. But also, I was not the type of student to not complete the assignment. So if he let me go, I was still going to do whatever work he needed me to do. Mm-hmm. And at this point in the year, he would like know that, right? Whatever. He doesn't let me go take the quizzes. I end up not getting them done. And I probably maybe had like six out of 10, right? But that's a failing grade. So I fail library. I try to explain that he wouldn't let me take the quizzes. Like I did, I didn't have it. Like, what was I supposed to do? Because right. you can only, you, I can't do them at home. I have to do them at school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he wouldn't let me go. So this does not feel like my fault. So I get the F in library. I explained to my mom, like, okay, <laughs> I had to take these quizzes. I waited. He wouldn't let me go. I got an F. I couldn't take them. I got an F in library. Mom's like, what? So she comes up for a report card pickup. She talks to my homeroom teacher. And then this is where he's lying like it's not his fault. Like lying like... Oh, no, whatever, whatever. No, sir, you told me I couldn't go. So I couldn't take them. So like, I what, got enough because of you. So I got, I like, I just, like, what do you mean? So he's acting like it's not his fault, whatever. My mom is, like, upset at this point because it the stuff's not adding up. And I'm not making it up. Right. So she goes to the principal <laughs> and she's like, look, you see this? She had this FN library. And then he's like, hmm, we tell him what happened? He said, hmm, changes the F to an A that's not the outcome I necessarily needed because I was right. Re- I was ready to take the quizzes. You could sit me in front of the computer. Like you could have sat me down right then and there. I would have taken them and passed them quizzes. Like right. if I had had the 15 minutes to take the quizzes I needed, I would have, I would have gotten the A. I would have. So this whole thing happens. And of course at the report card pickup, she talks to the teacher, whatever library dude's not really giving anything. A little bit of time passes. We're in school. I would like to take a book from the library. I'm like, hey, can I check out this book? I forgot the word. I was going to say rent, but I'm like, (laughs) that's that's Blockbuster, not the library. So I'm like, can I check this book out? And I had a witness again because I was with my friend, Ariel. And I was like, hey, can I check this book out? And he was like, no, I don't lend out books to liars. No. I was like, huh? Mm Mm-mm. Mm, mm. And then once again, person with me shocked. Why would he say that to you? Like, why would he say that to me? Liars? What did I lie about? Girl. I just, I don't check out books to liars. I was obviously thrown <laughs> and not going to respond clearly. So I take it, I leave, and I like end up telling my mom about it. I'm like, yeah, he said he doesn't check out books to liars. I just wanted to read stories to tell in the dark, and now I can't. So I tell my mom, my mom didn't even tell me this, but whatever. She ends up at, at the school talking to this man. <laughs> and he also used to like be in charge of like the school store or whatever. So she goes and sees him in his headquarters, the school store. <laughs> and 
I have no idea what she said to this man for real. But when she was explaining it to me, she was like, yeah, I was about to choke that old man. <laughs> like, I got all this, like, I got in his face. Come so, on, Mama Adrian. Because, like, why would he say that to me? Because why Liars? would he say that to you? Like, are, are you serious? You're sick. And I'm still confused about what am I lying about? I don't think I... I, I didn't blame the library teacher for me right. not being able to take the quizzes. So that was just very strange and also very traumatic. And like there, his last name was like also the name of a street. So sometimes I would like pass that street and every time I would think of him. <laughs> and it's just, that probably is where my trauma with like books it <laughs> is. from. Mm-hmm. And now that's why I'm mad. Okay. that That's really <laughs> why I'm mad because I'm like, I could get my friend to be out here getting a book, reading books. And this is all your fault. This is all your fault, sir. And like, it just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, just the sequence of events, like the time span of the events, because the report card situation was done. And then maybe he's mad that the principal changed it to an A. I really don't know. It but just. But like, are you really that mad? Are you really that mad over a library? Once again, let's, it's a library. This wasn't math class. This wasn't reading class. Like, this wasn't Ugh. English class. It was library. Get it together. So yeah, seventh grade was a rough one. Yeah, that that was that year for you. It hit you from the left <laughs> and the right. <laughs> Using that like a ping pong. Honestly. Going back and forth. All right, I'm going to jump now to high school. Mm-hmm. This story comes with a lot of tea that I'm not going to give on here. But if you <laughs> went to high school with me and you happen to listen to this episode, when you hear it, you going to know. If you know, you know. It's just one of those things. So here we are in history. All right. Mm-hmm. Sophomore oh. year. I have a teacher who, um, let's just say from the moment I saw him, mm-hmm. I knew someone right. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. In this history class, I can't tell you what um, he was supposed to be teaching us because he taught nothing. Okay. We would come to class every day. I remember we had these orange textbooks. We would open those books. We were in like groups, like mm-hmm. to do our work. And so each week we would get like assigned like two or three chapters. Mind you, these are two or three chapters in a history book. Yeah. Okay. Amongst us, we had to divide and conquer and each person had to like take notes on their assigned section. Mm-hmm. We would come to class He would just be up there talking. Nobody ever knew what he was talking about. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it got to the point where we would take tests and not just me, everybody were failing the test because you didn't teach us nothing. We read these books with these big old words and like nobody like the tests were open book and all the kids were still failing. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was very distraught. I'm like, my mama is going to kill me. And when I say failing, I didn't have an F. At one point, I did have a D. But it got, like, up to a C somehow from a quiz test something that I was guessing on. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I remember that I would come home to my mom and be talking to her about it. I'm like, it's something about this man I just don't like. Like, he makes me feel uncomfortable. 
She was trying to tell me to go to tutoring. And that's how this came up. I was like, no, I don't want to go to tutoring with him because he makes me feel uncomfortable in the classroom. Therefore, I don't want to be alone with him outside, like outside of the time that I have to spend in there with 25 other children. Oh, no, I got what you're saying. (laughs) So she's like, okay, we're trying to brainstorm. Like when I tell you this class had me down bad, like to the point where it some point of the year, I had to go see the counselor every Tuesday, which is a whole nother story because I was ready to like, I don't want to say drop out of school, but leave that school. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be here. I can't do this. I shouldn't be failing history. Like this is causing so much stress in my life to the point where I had to get a history tutor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outside, she wasn't even, she didn't work at the school outside of the school. She would meet me at school. Um, to tutor me sometimes or we would go like downtown to like a coffee shop or a restaurant and stuff but I had to get a history tutor because this man taught nothing so it's report card pickup and my mom comes to get my mm-hmm. report card and I had already briefed her like yeah I have a C in history but like I want you to meet this man like I told her I want you to meet him so that you can see like the vibes are off so I take her to the conference We go upstairs. She meets him immediately when we leave. She's like, "Mm -mm, Deja, mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't like him. Mm -mm. Something is off about him. I said, I told you he's strange. He's strange. And I don't mean that in a way that like it's acceptable to be strange. No, the way that he is strange is unacceptable. Like he makes me a young woman feel uncomfortable to be around this grown man. Mm -hmm. If you get what I'm saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a couple months. All of a sudden we have a new history teacher. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) He's gone. We have this new young lady. Everybody is like, oh, what happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to him? Crank open the newspaper or the news and you'll find out exactly what happened to him. Those those vibes that I was getting from him from day mm-hmm. one, they were very true. And let's just say he ended up in a lot of trouble, trouble from things that he did with other students that made him end up losing his job. And all I have to say is, one, I know you didn't know nothing about history, okay? <laughs> you were in here being a predator. That's what you were in this school preying on young children. And two, you were really failing kids in history. Like, come on now. It could have been as easy as the regular born history classes where we just had to memorize dates and names. When I tell you the questions that came on these history tests, Tyler, it was Mm -hmm. like, where am I going to get this information from? And we all like as a class would always say this because he would either have to give us different tests or always be trying to get us to come after school to get extra credit. He'd be like, oh, well, if you come see me after school, you can get extra credit. I'm going to fail history then. I'm not coming to see you after school. Like, right. That's a trap. Not not me. And it was a trap. And I knew it from the moment I met him. My mama knew it from the moment that I that she met him. And I'm just going to say that I'm sending good vibes and prayers to any of the students that were affected by him because it could have been a lot worse if I decided to go to history tutoring. Let's just say that. Man. And I have an honorable mention. Um, Okay. And this is not even for me. Well, no, it's not for me. This is for my sister. This is for her (laughs) request that I throw this in there. To the bitch ass counselor 
who told my <laughs> sister, yeah, uh huh, we're gonna take it there, who told my sister that she had too many Ivy Leagues on her. Um, college list and that all of her schools were reaches and told her she wasn't going to get into Wash U. Fuck you too. Okay. Because how dare you? How dare how you? How dare you tell her that she had too many reach schools on her list and that she was never going to get into there and that she needed to rethink the criteria and rethink the schools that you're going to apply to because these are these are out of your reach. You must not know about her. Okay. That's all I have to say. You didn't know about her. And then you're going to try and come and congratulate her. After, once you found out she got in, stay over there, lady. So to that lady, I don't even know what to say. I hope she stumps her toe today. Today. And I can just say that (laughs) we were talking about this. She's no longer in um, the counseling field, which is a good thing. She's not ruining other children. Mm-hmm. She's a realtor now, and I hope that um, your next client don't get that house that you were trying to sell them. <laughs> All right, you gonna get what's coming to you. Who's next on your list? Okay, so we are we're in high school now. It's junior year, and this is my Brit Lit teacher. Oof. Now, yeah, Brit I hated Brit really. Lit. I I did as well. I did as well. So. <laughs> At this point, again, 11th grade, so that means that the 7th grade trauma has already been in full effect, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's Brit Lit. I'm in, I'm in honors Brit Lit, and we are we have to read stuff, right? We have to read, and every night that we have to read, we have a reading quiz the following day mm-hmm. to see if you did the reading. And um, we would do, like, group work and other, like, stuff in the class. I really don't remember. But, like, we would have, like, group work stuff to do. But if you didn't do the reading, you obviously couldn't participate because mm-hmm. then you would just be, like, leaning on your group mates to do everything for you, right? Which, as um, like as a, as a thing, I get that. Like, that actually does make sense to me and holds kids accountable. Mm-hmm. I get it. But so the way to know if you did the reading was to pass the quiz. That's it. You just gotta. You just gotta pass. You gotta pass quiz. And that's how I know you read. Yes. Okay. Here's the problem. I couldn't pass quiz. <laughs> I would do the reading, and I like I swear if I, I'm an honest man. If I didn't do the reading, <laughs> I would say I didn't do it. Right. I would take the quiz, but I wouldn't like fight it or anything. Right. I'd be like, I didn't really didn't do that reading, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got me. No, I was trying to do. I would do the reading. I would do it. I don't know what the Canterbury Tales are really talking about. Oh my I don't know what Beowulf got going on. That was the one. I, I didn't know if you read it, but Beowulf, that's what got me. I was like, I'm never going to get this. <laughs> I don't know what Beowulf got going on, nor his monster Grendel. I don't <laughs> know. And I am reading it. I'm reading this book. I'm attempting. I'm failing the quiz every single time. And so then I'm not allowed to do the activity, which also is hurting my grade because I'm not doing a thing. I'm telling him, I'm like, I promise to you, I read, I read it. And at this point, I'm really, I'm on the, I'm on the verge of breaking down. Right. Because I'm like, I'm just dumb. Like, I'm dumb. Like, I read it, but I can't pass these quizzes. You're not dumb. They just have bad teaching practices. (laughs) Like I'm like I'm reading the thing, but I'm I'm feeling it, and so then he made me feel dumb too. He was like, "You're reading it, but you're feeling the quizzes. So like, what's your problem? Like, are you just not like reading it, Oof. or can you just not read? Like, basically I'm trying to call and you so, dumb. 
Yes, he was calling me dumb. He said, oh, so you can't read? How you get here? So at this point, I'm like, I can't read. (laughs) And so he's like, okay, fine. If you're saying that you're reading or whatever, show me the notes that you're taking. Show me the stuff to like prove that you're reading this stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I have to do the little annotate stuff and highlight crap and write whatever to prove that I have done this reading every single night because I'm going to fail the quiz the next day. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, I was trying, I was trying to pass. So whatever. I have to do that stuff for a while. He's also like weird in class because it's not weird, but like he had a policy that we couldn't yawn. What? All right. Yeah. Like you would get in trouble if you got caught yawning. What do you mean? I can't yawn. Are you serious? Yeah, so, like, if we were, like, in the middle of, like, reading, like, Shakespeare or reading something. Yeah, don't we do read Shakespeare? Yeah, if we're in the middle of reading, like, Shakespeare or reading, like, something from, like, a person that is a writer, we couldn't yawn, we'd get in trouble because he would say that it was disrespectful. Tyler. Like, we could, I'm so serious. Like, we could yawn if he was talking, but if we were reading the words written by one of these greats, we, it was disrespectful. I'm literally disgusted. And he would like actually like make you step out of the class. What is wrong? Okay, just keep going. Because you don't know what's wrong. You don't know what's wrong. I and don't know what's it's wrong. just making me so angry. So, like, all of this stuff is like going on. And then I'm also like a little bit disheartened because, like, I, I know that plenty of people like enjoyed his class because he would do these weird and like off kilter activities. Like, when we did, when we would do Shakespeare, we'd have to march in the hallway to iambic pentameter, which that's weird. And I actually didn't want to do that because that felt humiliating to me. But, um, like, he would do stuff like that. And then these other activities that were uh, a little more creative and things. But, he wasn't treating us that well, mm-hmm. or at least not me. And then I like don't know if it was rude and racism or what, but I was being treated very poorly and I was sad about it. And so I would tell my mom, obviously, because I'm distraught because I'm not doing well in the class. Mm-hmm. I have like a C, which average. is and isn't. Well, it's average, but like is and isn't abnormal for me. Like mm, it's abnormal okay, in the sense that. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually have a scene English even right. no matter what like my relation to like reading and writing is because that just like w- w- that you wasn't like, who a I C was. student I mean I was in high I, right now I did fill in classes freshman year in high school that's, but that's that learning experience a learning experience okay I had just gotten there <laughs> all honest classes that's a, that's a tangent whatever I'm here. I'm in honors really because obviously I have gotten A's in the last two honors English classes. So I'm mm-hmm. still here. And like, this is just a horrible experience. So report card pickup. <laughs> and my mom's going to hear this probably. And <laughs> she comes up there and she's talking to him. And like, I have, I don't know, maybe it's a C, maybe it's a B. I really don't remember. But it's obviously not what I would like to have. So she's talking to him and she tells this man that he is my enemy. I remember this. wanted to melt into the floor. I was so <laughs> upset. I could not believe that she uttered those words to that man. I can't believe. I mean, I can believe that she didn't. I'm not going to say that I can't, but I can just sense, even through you telling this story, how much <laughs> you were just like, no, she did not. <laughs> I was absolutely mortified. Like, I was about to cry. I just was like, why? Why would you? I, <laughs> why I, would you ever? I told you that in confidence. 
that I I never actually you I never said that's my mortal enemy. No, right. I never said anything like that. She does this. I'm like, you know, it's this not the last day of school. <laughs> I gotta see him tomorrow. <laughs> and you ruined this for me. I'm like, it was already bad, but like now we're here, and now I can't even come home and tell you about how he made me mad. And so it was absolutely like mortifying. Truly, it was terrible. The class did not get better. Um, like we get to like the end of the semester and it's just really like, or the beginning something, it's really, it's just going so bad. I'm like, mom, I really, I cannot do this. I can't, you need, you need to talk to somebody and get me put in regular English. Like I literally can't. So I had to transfer out of this class and go down to regular English and way better experience. Okay. <laughs> way better experience. Got an A, had a little bit more fun. Teacher was a black woman, great vibes. I didn't know that y'all had regular classes at your school. Mm-hmm. We had regulars and honors and AP. Hmm. Yeah, all of our classes were honor. We had no choice but to take honors classes, which for a student like me, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> like that was that was the the biggest struggle there. But I can understand completely why you were mortified, and I probably would have never went back to school. So I just. <laughs> It was awful. Um, But yeah, so also honorable mention to my geometry teacher who hated me because I was, I had a hundred. Oh yeah. I remember you told me that too. Always been that girl in math. Don't play with her. She did not like me and it was truly for no good reason. It wasn't like, I'm not in the, I'm not in the class talking. I'm, unless, you know, unless we can be a little chatty, I'm not in the class. I'm not raising my hand constantly. I'm not just answering questions without being prompted. I'm never that person. You already know I don't want to participate, <laughs> even if I know the answer. Right. I, I'm not doing any of that. I'm sitting a little bit sideways because I'm against the wall and like, that's weird. I am literally getting 100s on your test. Like I, my answers simply are not wrong. And so she hated me. And that didn't make sense to me. So, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That, that <laughs> one right there. It's just too many issues in that story. I can't even comment on any parts <laughs> of it because the the te- the English teacher, the geometry teacher, she was just a hater. And she was probably mad because you honestly could have got up there teaching the class. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, my girl's a math teacher now. So, ha <laughs> ha. Mm, nanny nanny boo boo to her <laughs> like you wasn't gonna stop me I got my 100 and I'm still out here doing the thing in math so forget her the English teacher child we're not even gonna talk about him like <laughs> garbage basuda adios bye <laughs> so bad alright I know I said I had four but mm-hmm. one just popped in my head that I remember but these I'm gonna put them together cause they were both mm-hmm. in college okay these gonna be real quick okay Let's first start now. As the um, student that I was and the educational experiences that I had, I had never in my life had a black teacher. Never. Until I got to college. All right. I get to college and this was freshman year. I decided to take I don't even remember what the class was called, but I was in this class with two of our other friends. I think I know which class you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It was a class about, I want to say women's history. 
I think it was coded women and gender studies something, but it was mm-hmm. something about like history and African American people. I don't remember, but Kenya and Chloe were to the left and the right of me in the class. All right. <laughs> we were in there together. I was so excited to finally have a black teacher. Like in my high school, there was one black teacher. I never had her. She taught mm-hmm. African American lit. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and then we had a black um, assistant principal later. But other than that, I had never had like black teachers. Oh, I, I did have one in middle school. She taught like home ec. But other mm-hmm. than that, like I had never really had a black teacher. So I'm like, yes, this is going to be exciting. Like I get to learn from a black woman. She has a doctorate. Like, mm, no, that lady was just I don't even know what was wrong with her. Like. She was just always so angry. The assignments that we had to do in there were always, in my opinion, very dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you have us doing this? The best thing that we did were these like book discussions and she would have different students leading them. I remember that. It gets to be the last day of the semester. And when I say last day, I mean like grades are getting put in. Right. I remember Mm -hmm. this like it was yesterday. I'm at home. (laughs) I didn't came back home for Christmas chilling in the bed right in my little Pepto-Bismol pink room and I opened my grade (laughs) do you know this woman had the nerve to give me a 5 out of 100 for my participation (laughs) for the semester when I tell you I was hot oh she made me so mad I'm like a 5 out of a 100 yeah, that you could have is... failed me with a fifty. Egregious. You gave me a five, Tyler. I and I know you knew because we were <laughs> friends by the end. So like you probably experienced this right there. You was probably sitting in the bed next to me, or if not, you came hours or minutes later. Like I could not believe she gave me a five out of one hundred. So I remember texting Kenya and Chloe like, "Y'all, this lady never did me like this." Like. <laughs> I don't know what her vendetta was against me. I don't know why she didn't like me. No, I was not the one that was always participating in there, but I did my part, lady. And for that, I don't respect you. Last one for me. (laughs) And this one is real short, but it makes me so mad to this day. I was a student in the College of Ed, just like Mm -hmm. you were. And my program was so small that we had one cohort. Right. 23 girls total. Out of 23 girls, I was one of two black girls. Okay. No other ethnicities. The other 21 of them were white. All of them. It is my senior year and we are in our content classes. We had a, we took like the reading classes, but we had a social studies class, science class, math class. Okay. The math teacher in this class on two separate occasions. Not, did she mispronounce my name? No, she just Mm -hmm. called me somebody else's name, okay? The first time it happened, she called me the name of the other black girl in the class. Right. So I'm like, you know what? It's it's feeling racist, but you know, maybe we both had our hands up. I don't know, like the context of all of that is not there, but I'm like, I'm going to let that one slide. Push it to the side. But that second time, baby, I couldn't let that go. Oh, I could not let that one go. 
I'm sitting there in class and I know Grace, I hope she remembers this if she listens, because I remember us talking about it afterward and how furious I was raising my hand in math class to answer a question, (laughs) (laughs) to answer a question. And this old raggedy Ann calls me Keisha. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) When I tell you, it was like my whole body just got hot. Like it was just like light me on fire in that moment. I was fuming from the inside out. And it was one of those moments where once again, I was just like froze and I'm looking like, did this bitch really just call me Keisha? <laughs> like my name is Dash. <laughs> Hold on. Like there's nobody in this education program in not in the early childhood program, not in the elementary program named Keisha. Like, right. <sighs> Tyler, I just, and then she, the way that she like addressed the situation, like, Oh, ha, 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 ha. Like, I called you the wrong name. What's funny? What's funny? funny? So me being me, I couldn't let her have that. I I couldn't let her have that. So I sent her a strongly worded email after class telling her that I felt like she disrespected me because she did. Not only did I send that email to her, oh, baby, I CC'd uh, the director. Because me and her was homegirls. I had mm-hmm. took care of her house while her and her family went out of town to Africa for the summer. I took care of their dog, all types of. Oh, yeah, I'm going I'm going to CC her right on this so that you can't sit here and try and tell your side of the story. I had to have this whole meeting with her to debrief and to talk about it and all that. But I was just like, I have never like felt so disrespected in my life. And you literally just laugh like, oh, haha, I called you the wrong name. I don't know where she at today, mm-hmm. but she might one that one that I might need to keep up with. Like, oh my God. and you know, the thing, the thing that makes me the most mad, and I'm having to text Grace. I can't remember her name. <laughs> I cannot remember that lady's name. Like I have been thinking and thinking and thinking about this because I knew we were going to be recording this. No recollection. Like I remember all of the rest of my teachers from the other content areas and all of that. Her name is like, poof, be gone. So just like you couldn't remember mine, guess what? I'll remember yours. Wow. And I'm done. And <laughs> oof, she just leaves such a just horrible memory. And that was like the only, probably not the only, but like the only really like horrible experience we had with that. I'm like, you didn't mess up nobody else's name. Nobody else's. It was 21 other white girls in there. They never got called each other's name. Like, <laughs> I digress. So circling back to um, what I was talking about earlier, you know, being intentional about those names. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure you learn your kids name. Not only do you learn them and you know them, you make sure you say them correctly. Yeah. And that's those those are my bad apples. They they are horrible. Worse than bad. That was rotten. (laughs) Rotten. Okay. Rotten tomatoes. But yeah. Zero percent. (laughs) zero out of zero that's what it was giving all right we are for spooky season doing a horror story share of any horror stories so if you have any horror stories that you would like for us to share on the pod 
please send them to Carpet Time Confessions. And in the subject line, put horror stories. Today, I would, I don't know if you brought a horror story. If you don't have one, I can share mine. Okay. All right. It's my first year teaching. It's Thanksgiving break. For kindergarten, we always had a Thanksgiving, like, feast. We had a meal with all of the kids. So we have, and I mean, like, like the parents in each class signed up to bring different things. Like, this was a real meal, y'all. Like, we could have fed the whole school with how much food we always had. So <laughs> I have a little boy in my class, and my co-teacher at the time, out of the four teachers on my team, me and her were the only ones who were, like, really close. So after the feast is over, most of the parents, they came, so they took their kids home with them. But the kids who, like, your parents are at work, they didn't get to come, like, you know, them kids that you you wish they left early, but you you got to be with them all day. Yeah, those were the ones that we were left with. And so it's the last day before break. So me and her, between the two of us, we maybe had, like, eight kids. So we are like, oh, let's just, you know, put them together, one class, um, and we'll let them, like, watch a movie. And so... For half of the time, she had the kids who were watching the movie. I was with kids who, like, you didn't finish your work. Let me help you finish this because we had to do grades and stuff. Mm -hmm. We need these grades. I have a little boy in my class. Oh, my goodness. And he was done with his work, so I sent him across the hall. Go in there and watch the movie with the rest of the kids. I'm in there working with the other kids, and I hear... My teammates scream my name like bloody murder. And I'm like, I knew I should have just kept him here with me. I knew he was going to be a problem when he went in there. I knew he was like just thinking of all that. What could he have done? So me and the other like three kids who I'm helping do their work run out of my classroom across the hall to her classroom. And she is standing at the bathroom door. And I'm like... (laughs) What is going on? And she was like, you have to come here. When I tell you that little boy had explosive diarrhea all over her bathroom, it was everywhere. (laughs) When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. All over the toilet, all over the floor, all over his pants, in his shoes. In (laughs) his shoes. And he, (laughs) he was so small and so like the size of a pencil, just thin. And he's just standing there with his pants down, looking at us like (laughs) trembling. I know an embarrassment, (laughs) like, because what, what else can you do? Like you have, it's everywhere. And I'm like, I literally don't know what to do, but I'm not touching this. So we called the nurse because what else do you do? And the nurse is like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm not touching this. I can give you some wipes. He can wipe himself up. Like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not touching him. So we have to call his dad. And this is probably where the story gets like the most just... This is why everything is wrong here, okay? It all starts with the parents. Let's just <laughs> let's start there. His dad comes to get him, help clean him up. 
he came as fast as he could. But that little boy was stuck in that bathroom for a minute. I'm going to just say that. Because where do you go? Like, I can't help you. I can't get you out right. of here. I have nothing to, I have nothing to give. <laughs> His dad says to us, where are his shoes? I said, oh, we put them in the bag with the rest of his clothes that have explosive diarrhea mm. all over them in that corner because I figured you didn't want them. He says to me, I'm going to take them home and wash them. Mm. Sir, if you didn't hear me, your son shitted in these shoes. <laughs> They're filled <laughs> with Thanksgiving feast food that he ate earlier do you know what he ate you can't because if you did know you would not want those shoes i don't care that you can put them in the washer now he's about to have to come in my classroom with these boo-boo shoes (laughs) i could not believe that he said that and i'm not saying this like oh like maybe they couldn't afford to buy no 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 this little boy had plenty of other pairs of shoes like I knew his family. I knew what his parents did. Like, this was not a situation where they were hurting for shoes. Even if they were, I would have bought him a pair. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, sir, once you see those shoes, I don't think you're going to want to keep those <laughs> shoes. That was a horror story for me. Like, I needed like two weeks. of, And then I was so, like, embarrassed because it happened in somebody else's bathroom. Like, you didn't even do this in the bathroom at our classroom. You went over here acting a fool at company's house. Now I'm in here trying to pick up your nasty underwear and pants and shoes and socks while you got stuff squishing between your toes. This is nasty. This is real nasty. And it's in somebody else's classroom. That right there, should I should have quit then. But you know, yeah, I, I gave it my best shot, and that was truly a horror story. So that uh, that is yes, <laughs> I don't even have words. It was literally only like my fourth month out there. I was like, "Wow, this, do this I want to keep teaching kindergarten?" I didn't think we was gonna have these kind of problems. <laughs> and then it's like I can't really blame him because he was just eating whatever. Like your parents didn't come to the feast. Most of the other parents were like, "Oh no, like you've had enough." Like, well. I want some more macaroni. Parents just giving it to I want some this. I want some. I, you could have ate one of everything. I see why your stomach <laughs> feels the way that it is. I couldn't even blame you. You had to let it out. Better out than in, they say. I just wish it would have made it to the toilet. And I'm still not sure how it just got everywhere. Yeah. What? I don't know. But, yeah, that that's my horror story for um, this week. Mm-hmm. If you have any horror stories, whatever they are, again, Send them to carpettimeconfessions at gmail.com with the subject line horror story. We would love to share them for you during this spooky season. All right. You ready to I got one wrap up question and then we can move into the pop culture segment. Okay, what is it? When was the last time you were really proud of yourself? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, um, this might have been like a couple weeks ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was it was because of TikTok, but like not because of like a follower count or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I was like proud of myself for 
coming up with a concept and like sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually like thought it was like a good concept and like an entertaining one. So I was proud of my creativity. Insert a round of applause. I don't <laughs> know if you can do that. And I, God knows I can't. But right here, I'm clapping for you because I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. Because you're brilliant. And I get to witness it all the time. So I'm just glad the world gets to see you. Oh, my God. All right. The last time I was really proud of myself, I'm going to take it back to um, just this short week. Um, Towards the end of the week, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the week was extremely rough. And I um, emotionally, usually when things get like that, I'm not in a good place. And it takes me a while to get myself out of that. Mm hmm. And once this situation happened Tuesday, I told myself, you're going to give yourself the rest of Tuesday to feel however you feel about what's going on. And you're going to actively work to not feel like that the rest of the week. And I did that. And Mm -hmm. it it took a lot out of me, which was part of the reason why um, the week was so draining Mm -hmm. But I did it and doing it just made me see that like, oh, you can actually do this. So you should do it more often. Wow. So I'm proud of me for that. Proud of you too. Thanks, man. Pop culture segment. I'm going to tell you right now, I have literally much of nothing this week. I got a song. I have Uh not watched a lick of TV. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can share um, some of the books that I bought at the conference that I have not read but jumping right in at songs Mm -hmm. um my song this week is Nobody Love by Tori Kelly oh Mm -hmm. let's throw it back right which is a song and artist that you introduced me to years ago Mm -hmm. took me to see in concert met her yes and yes meet and greet and she's just a, a doll I mean, lovely, lovely lady. I had a great time. Her voice is impeccable. I see her TikToks all the time and be watching them of her singing different things. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I was, it popped in my head and I was just like screaming it in my house, singing it. And then I was like, I should play this in the car. So like, it sounds good. So I did. Uh And yeah, that's my song of the week because Tori Kelly is that girl and she got the vocals. Okay, that's fun. Um, the song that I have this week is Don't Tell Anyone by Semler. I'm going to say that's how you say the name. Okay. Um, I just like it. And um, there, I want to say like it gets like the bridge and like I just really like that part. Um, yeah, I really don't have much to say about it. I don't even know if I know another similar song. I This definitely popped up on my, rele- my release radar at some point. Um, but yeah, okay. don't tell anyone. I'll give that a listen later and um, give you my feedback. All right. All right, TV and movies. This all you. I've, I've literally got nothing, so I'm all ears. I'm going to watch. Oh, that's what I said I was going to save. I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus 2. I plan on doing it tonight. Because mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus is like me and my sister's favorite spooky season movies ever since when we were kids. And yeah. there's a drinking game I saw on Facebook that to go oh. with it. So that's why I was going to try and watch it last night. I was like, oh, I don't have no wine in here. So I have to go to the store later to get me some wine. And I'm going to play the drinking game while I watch it. So 
That's okay. all I got. Fun. Um, so I'm just gonna tell you now. I watched the movie already. What? Was yeah. It good? Um. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, I watched it last oh, night wow. slash this morning. I should have known. Um, I can never beat you. Okay. I um I also watched another movie this morning. I guess I'll just start with movies. <laughs> um, I watched My Best Friend's Exorcism. Okay. Uh, and it was a silly, goofy movie, like a silly, goofy horror movie. So like, it's not like actually scary. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know I say that like about most horror movies, I don't really think that that's scary. But no, this one's like actually n- not like it's mm, like a joke. Like it's very much comedy um but then like there obviously there's like possession so mm-hmm. that balance of things uh it was fine okay it's on prime if uh if you end up making it there um but there is another movie that i want to see that i need to get shutter to watch but um it's okay so there's a movie and it's called sissy and asia d is in it mm-hmm and obviously that's why I want to see it, but it is a horror movie. <laughs> like, uh, and I actually, I don't know what the premise is at all, but I'm gonna watch it. Absolutely. No idea what it's about. You don't um, care either. So I need, exactly. So I need to like get Shutter so I can watch it. Also, I think I mentioned last time that I was going to go see The Barbarian. And at this ask. point, yes, I have seen The Barbarian and did not know what it was about. Best way to do it. Best way to do many things. Had no idea what that movie was about. It was definitely like there were some shocking moments. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming, did not know where we were going. I laughed. The person next to me had much commentary, um, but it was still a good time. I enjoyed. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. As far as TV, um, I want to highlight Reservation Dogs because the season just ended and I know that I mentioned it when the season started Mm -hmm. and it was great. It was great all the way through. It is very much not like it's like I think it's a comedy, but there are many like dramatic like elements to it and like things that are very serious issues. Mm -hmm. And this last episode, the finale was great. And also I cried. Um, Okay, a little good tear too. Yeah, it was like right at the end. It was just a couple. I was like, oh, I'm about to do it, aren't I? And uh, I was just shed a couple tears. I it just had to. But it's really good. And it got renewed for a third season. So I'm super happy for that, uh, especially since uh, Rutherford Falls got canceled. So at least there's still some representation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also want to highlight Tell Me Lies on Hulu, mm-hmm. which is... I honestly don't even really know how to describe it. It's like about this relationship with this girl and guy in college, but then there's like a whole bunch of other like dramatic elements and like trauma filled things that are happening mm-hmm. around it. But I think it's interesting. Um, it's not bad. I'm. It's not done. I think there are going to be 10 episodes and I believe that either six or seven are out now. And so I've seen five of them and I will continue to watch until it's done. Um, yeah, and then like randomly, what's her name? Um, hmm, I don't remember. I, mm, <laughs> what is her name? No, this okay, I was about to be embarrassed. Um, Jessica Capshaw, sorry, I was only gonna be embarrassed because of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, uh, I was like, I know, Jessica, I know who that is. <laughs> yes, Jessica Capshaw, aka Arizona Robbins, is like the mom of the girl in this show, and that was super random, but yeah, 
I'm watching that as well. All right. That's all your 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 TV movie. Um, yeah, well, I will say that Ghosts is back. Um, you, The U.S. version of Ghosts that comes on CBS and is available on Paramount Plus is back. Um, it And honestly, I'm realizing now that I say it, perfect for the season. Perfect for the season if you're a person that doesn't like spooky things because it is very much a comedy. So oh, Okay, I wasn't Ghosts expecting that, but... is fun. The U.K. version is also... I also like the U.K. version, which is available to watch on HBO Max. So, good stuff. All right. Thanks for sharing. Um, make sure you check out her spectacular recommendations because they're always good. Thank you. Even though I don't watch some of them, but I know they're good because you would you would tell them if they wasn't. You know, you're honest. That's... You're an honest man. <laughs> exactly. I'm an honest man. I would tell you if it's not good for real. <laughs> All right. One of the first books that I purchased this week um it's titled you've been chosen by scent marshall i did not know who scent marshall was um which to some might sound humiliating not to you to some here in (laughs) dallas is what i'm saying um she is the chief executive officer of the dallas mavericks and she was the first black female ceo in history of the nba Ever. And so she came and she was the first um, person who spoke at the conference that I was at this week. And she's that was probably the best keynote I have ever witnessed in my life. Like the way that she engaged with the audience and interacted with everybody. It was truly incredible. Um, And so she wrote this book called You've Been Chosen Thriving Through the Unexpected. And I am thinking it is about her journey in life, which we got to hear a lot about um, during her keynote speech, which was very moving and very empowering. So I bought that book because I was like, why not? Um, I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed her speech and I wanted to support her. So I bought that. Okay. Another book that I purchased was by, or is by, I should say, Brittany K. Barnett. She is an American attorney and criminal justice reform advocate. Okay. And her um, speech or keynote was the last one. It actually was like a conversation between her and one of the women that she helped to get clemency. Her name is Sharonda Jones. And that story that they were sharing together about the work that they did to help get Sharonda out of prison and the work that they do with the other organizations that they have to help girls. Um, She has an organization called Girls Embracing Mothers, or GEM for short. Uh And they take a bus of girls whose mothers are incarcerated here in Texas every month And um, they have a four hour visit opposed to the two hours that they usually get Mm -hmm. when they go to visit. And while they're there, they get to like bring their own food and they have like different like workshops and activities that they do like with their moms to just have meaningful experiences with them. And it's like outside of the regular facilities that they're in, um, which is nice. And I was, yeah, I was just literally so moved by her and the work that um, she is doing. Apparently, she, I found out also during the conference, is one 
of the attorneys that is like working alongside Kim Kardashian to help her, like her whole social justice, whatever she got going on. That's another story. And I'm not here to talk about that. But I purchased the book that Brittany wrote, and it's called A Knock at Midnight, A Story of Hope, Justice and Freedom. And yeah, that was the other book by someone that was there. Um, The other books that I got, two of them are by Jacqueline Woodson, who I just love. One of them is titled Harbor Me, and that one is a chapter book. Um, And the other one is not the, um, she wrote a book called The Day You Begin, but it's not that one. It's the sequel to it. Let me see. The Year We Learn to Fly. That's the title of that one. Um, and the day we be, the day you begin, I love that book, and I love Jacqueline Woodson and the work that she does. Um, so I was excited to get that one. And is this the last one? Yes, because mm-hmm. I said both of the Jacqueline Woodson books, both of those. And so then the last book that I got is titled "The Skin I'm In" by Sharon G. Flake. Um, and so yeah, I have not opened any of those. If you have read any of them and would like to. Um, give me some feedback go ahead and send us a dm to the instagram account i would love to get your opinions on any of the books i promise that i will share a picture book well i actually i did read that one because i sat there and read it like in the at the conference before i purchased it and Mm -hmm. it was good um i would recommend highly recommend but the other ones i plan to add to my long list of books to read very soon so that's what i got for books this week thank you for sharing that (laughs) Because we, we all know. I do, I do not. One day. It's all right. One day. We work through the trauma. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us again this week for another episode. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Carpentime Confessions, on Twitter at CT underscore confession. Um, we have playlists on Apple Music and Spotify. Of all of this music that we share every week. So if you want to dive right in and (laughs) jump back and forth between some bops, go ahead and uh, listen to the playlist to get a vibe for whatever we're listening to. Because I'm sure you will be able to tell um, which songs (laughs) came from which person. Yeah, somebody asked me, one of my coworkers asked me like Wednesday she was like, do you and Deja listen to the same type of music? <laughs> and I no, was like, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> we don't. No. There are a few artists that we share mutual, you know, love for. But mm-hmm. um, no, we don't. Yeah. You know, it just works. Yes. It just does. And that's like much of our friendship. Um, we are very different, and but very similar. In a lot of right. ways. So, you gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, you gotta love us. Who wouldn't? Except right. The bad apples that we referred to earlier, but <laughs> zero, zero percent. They already got it. Um, what else? Any other announcements? Um, no, not for me. All right. If you love us, you want us to keep coming back, even though we're tired as hell, <laughs> leave us a great review. We would love to read the kind things that you have to say about us. And also um, share with a friend. If you are a teacher, if you know any teachers, please share with them. 
I would love to be able to hear more people's stories to touch more people's lives. And yeah. Yeah. So make sure you come back next week and join us on the carpet. Bye. Bye.